Welcome back to Agents and Aspects. My name's Rochelle. And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 2, Episode 13, called Houses of the Holy. We start in Providence, Rhode Island, which is totally where my husband is from. <laughs> Actually, he's from Cumberland, which is, you know, a whole 15 minutes away. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, Cumberland's, like, near here, too. Yeah, you're right. There is one. What? I know. There's also a Thurston County here. Oh, yeah. I live in it. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> you do. You live in a whole different county, Rochelle. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So we are in a young woman's home. She looks pretty white trash. We see that there's angel decor everywhere, which is kind of creepy. She's watching some religious program on TV. Um, she rolls her eyes and turns the TV off and the lights start flickering. Suddenly the TV turns back on and the guy on it says, you don't have to suffer. You don't have to be lost. The Lord is talking to you right now. He's saying you are my child and you have a purpose. You think God forgot about you? I tell you, no. (laughs) All you got to do is listen. (laughs) I'll tell you. Um, Can't you just hear those angels singing? It's beautiful. It's time to receive the message he's sending to you. It's time to listen to the word of God. Then her house starts shaking and things are falling off shelves and breaking. And like super loud, too. Yeah, it's very creepy. Angels singing sound a lot like the apocalypse. (laughs) Yeah, yes, absolutely. I'm just going to throw that out there. (laughs) Suddenly, there's a blinding white light and a figure standing in it. She smiles. We get our opening title sequence. So we cut to a mental health facility. The same woman, her name is Gloria, is sitting on a bed reading the Bible. Sam walks in and scrubs, and she says, you're not the usual guy. Sam says he's just filling in. He asks how she's feeling today, and she says she's never felt better. He asks if she's had any disturbances today, and she says, you mean, am I stark raving cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs? (laughs) It's all right. I know what people must think. Sam asks her what she thinks. She says, I think what I saw was real. It was all over the news. I stabbed a man in the heart because it was God's will. Sam asks if God spoke to her. She says, I get the sense God's a little busy for house calls. He sent someone, an angel. It came to me in this beautiful white light, and it filled me with this feeling. Sam says, and this angel, she says, spoke God's word. Sam says, and the word was to kill someone? She says, I know it sounds strange, but what I did was very important. I helped him smite an evil man. I was chosen for redemption. Sam says, this man you stabbed, did the angel give you his name? She says, no, he just told me to wait for the sign. And the very next day, I saw it right beside the man's doorway, and I knew. Sam asks, why him? And Gloria says... I just know what the angel told me, that this man was guilty to his deepest foundations, and that was good enough for me. Hmm. I think I'm going to need a little bit more to go off of than this man is guilty to kill someone. I know. To get all stabby. I know, right? Like, to go all murdery. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. I know. Give me a little bit more info than that. So we cut to Dean in a motel room using the vibrating function on the bed (laughs) called Magic Fingers. And it's the, it's the kind of thing where you drop some quarters into a slot and the bed vibrates. Okay, so I have a funny story. Oh, yes. So, Chris, before I moved in, he had this bed that, I mean, it's like a super expensive bed. It's got like the elevated feet and then the elevated head, like the adjustable base and all that sort of yeah. stuff. But one of the functions on it was that it vibrated. Oh, my God. And I'm like, 
no. <laughs> I'd like go over there and he'd like, here, like turn the, he's, I'd be like, oh, you know, my back's kind of sore or whatever. And so he'd like put it on zero G's or whatever, which yeah. is like, you know, the feet and the heads like raised a little bit. So that way you're not like laying absolutely flat and it like supports you. And then he's like here. And then he'd like put the vibration on. I'm like, no, I can't. This is just not right. That's not right. <laughs> like, I don't like it. This is like cheap motel room. This is not, <laughs> this is not a luxury. I've never seen that in real life. Listen, it's not all it's cracked up to be. It just shakes you. And then you feel like your vision's getting all fuzzy. And like, I don't it's just, like being shaken. I don't either. It's not like relaxing. He's like, it's so relaxing. This was great. And I'm like, it doesn't loosen up your muscles, first of all. At least for right. me, it didn't. It just makes me feel like I've been stirred a few times. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't <laughs> like it. And your vision does go all wibbly wobbly. Yeah. And then, like, even after it stops for a little bit, you're still, like, your vision's kind of, like, going up and down. Yeah. You know? like, I don't I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so, um, also, the artwork in the room is all naked women. Did you notice that? <laughs> yeah, it was all just the little, like, like, panels on that little Yeah, it was, like, the Playboy wall. silhouette. The Playboy Bunny silhouette, basically. I thought it... Like, the woman. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Playboy... Oh, well. <laughs> you don't know what the... I'm just joking. Nope, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine with it, it's too. It's not exciting. <laughs> so, Sam comes in the room, and he has to smack Dean to get his attention, because he's got his headphones on. Dean says, hey, man, you gotta try this. I mean, there really is magic in the magic fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sam says, Dean, you're enjoying that way too much. It's kind of making me uncomfortable. <laughs> Dean says, what am I supposed to do? I mean, you got me on lockdown here. I'm bored out of my school. Sam says, hey, you were the bank robber on the 11 o'clock news, not me. We can't risk you walking into a government facility. Dean's vibration time runs out, and, <laughs> and he is sad that he does not have any more quarters. <laughs> um, let's see. So... Um, I wrote this weirdly here. Uh, Dean asked Sam if he got in to see Gloria, who apparently was a hooker. <laughs> Sam thinks that yeah. she seriously believes that she saw an angel. Blinding light, feeling of spiritual ecstasy, the works. Sam says she's living in a locked ward and she's totally at peace. Dean asked about the dude she stabbed. Sam says his name was Carl Gully. Gloria says she killed him because he was evil. Dean says, was he? Sam says, I don't know. I couldn't find any dirt on him. He didn't have a criminal record. He worked late at the campus library, had lots of friends, and was a churchgoer. Dean says, hmm, so Gloria is just your standard issue wacko. I mean, she wouldn't be the first nut job in history to kill in the name of religion. Know what I mean? Sam says, no, but she's the second in town to murder because an angel told him to. A little odd, don't you think? Dean just says, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, odd, yeah. Supernatural, maybe. But angels? I don't think so. Sam asks why not, and Dean says, because there's no such thing, Sam. Sam says, Dean, there's ten times as much lore about angels as there is about anything else we've ever hunted. I just want to interject real quick that I wrote <laughs> I wrote a lot of dialogue in this episode because um, it's just so relevant for later episodes mm-hmm. that it all seemed important yeah. in that way. Like, just like, like watching this episode for the first time as a standalone, it doesn't, but just... Yeah. Just because I've seen the whole series and what I know mm-hmm. comes. You rewatch this and it's like, oh. It's, you know, it's like... all very relevant and important. So I did yeah. write a lot of dialogue down for this one. I wrote a lot of dialogue for the next one, too, because it just seems to be all one big bro moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah, it bro. really was. No, but bro. I know. But, but 
But Dad said you'll have to kill me, bro. Man, I love you, man. Yeah, it was all just, uh, it was a lot. It was, it was a bit much, but yeah. it, was, it was okay. Right. So Dean says, you know what? There's a tunnel lore on unicorns, too. In fact, I hear that they ride on silver moonbeams and they shoot rainbows out of their ass. <laughs> Sam sits down and says, wait, there's no such thing as unicorns? Which I thought was adorable. I like his, like, deadpan. It almost kind of reminded me of Killian's dead face. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as unicorns. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Dean says, that's cute. I'm just saying, man, there's some legends that you file under bullcrap. Sam says, you got angels on the bullcrap list? Why? Dean says, because I've never seen one. Sam says, so what? Dean says, so I believe in what I can see. Sam says, you and I have seen things most people couldn't even dream about. Dean says, exactly, with our own eyes. That's hard proof, okay? But in all this time, I have never seen anything that looks like an angel. Don't you think that if they existed, we would have crossed paths with them at least, or at least know someone that's crossed paths with them? Okay, I would just like to say that he believes in a lot of things before he actually sees them. I think so, too. Like, first thing that comes into my mind, because it's the creepiest one for me, Wendigo. Like, they figure out what the thing is, Mm -hmm. and like, everything about it before they even see it. You know, like, and they believe that it's there. Yeah. I think it's because they haven't come across anything that isn't evil and angels yeah. and angels aren't supposed to be evil yeah you know what i mean they're supposed to be good and light and beautiful and you know what i mean the exact opposite of evil basically and <laughs> yeah. all they're coming across are monsters yeah so that's the only reason yeah that i have to give yeah i don't know uh Dean says, no, this is a demon or a spirit. You know, they find people a few fries short of a Happy Meal, and they trick them into killing their randoms. Dean then says that he's going stir-crazy and asks Sam if they can check out Gloria's apartment. Sam says he was just there, and there was no sulfur, no EMF. Dean says, you didn't see any fluffy white winged feathers? Sam says, but Gloria did say an angel gave her a sign right beside Carl Gully's doorway. Dean says, could be something at his house. It's worth checking out. So we cut to outside Carl Gully's house. Um, on his porch is like a Christmas tree decoration of a light up angel. Super like Vegasy looking too. It does look <laughs> Vegasy. Yeah, I kind of liked it. Dean says, it's a sign from above. Well, I think I learned a valuable lesson. Always take down your Christmas decorations after New Year's. Or you might get filleted by a hooker from God. <laughs> What a joyous thing. Yeah. So they walk around the side of the house and come across the cellar door. Sam says, you know, Gloria said the guy was guilty to his deepest foundations. Dean asks, you think she literally meant the foundation? So they break in and look around. Sam finds a fingernail in the cement wall. So they grab some shovels and do some digging and unearth a skeleton. Sam says, so much for the innocent church-going librarian. (laughs) Dean says, well, whatever spoke to Gloria about this, um, whatever spoke to Gloria about this knew what it was talking about. I'll give you that. So we cut to a guy laying on his bed, drinking some hard liquor out of the bottle. His lights start to flicker and the room starts to shake. There's a sudden bright light and the guy looks freaked out at first, but then calms down real quick. We cut to the same dude walking down the street at night. He notices in front of a house across the street, the same bright light with a dark figure standing in it. The dude nods and then goes up to the house and knocks on the door. A man answers, and our dude says, Hi, my name is Zach. Then he stabs him. (laughs) 
Okay, I just like to say that that guy looked dangerous before the whole vision thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like, also, okay, I haven't seen X-Files, but I've seen, like, your pictures of, like, the the DVDs or whatever. Yeah. Where it's got, like, the shadowy figure with the bright light behind it. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, like, aliens. It, it, yeah, it <laughs> was very X-Files looking. You're right. I was like, aliens. Yeah. This is, this is, like, the little the frizzle-haired guy with the, what? Yeah. Like, History Channel or whatever it totally. is. Totally. Yeah. Oh, now I want to watch The Exile so bad. <laughs> uh, so the camera pans out and we see a statue of an angel in the yard. We cut to Dean in the motel room listening to a police scanner. Sam comes in and um, and Dean asks him if he brought any quarters. <laughs> He's like a junkie looking for a fix. Like, yeah. hey man, you got any quarters? Do you know? Like, yeah. Help a brother out here. <laughs> Sam says, dude, I'm not enabling your sick habit. You're like one of those lab rats that pushes the pleasure button instead of the food button until it dies. <laughs> okay, which makes me really sad. That's a thing, though. I know it is. I don't want to talk about it. Although, okay, it's isn't it like they give him like drugs or something is that what it is i don't remember i don't remember either like i thought it was like a drug thing i don't i don't remember that part of it i probably blocked it because it's upsetting to me yeah anyways we can move on okay (laughs) like i don't know (laughs) dean says what are you talking about i eat and i got news sam says he does too three students have disappeared off the campus this year all of them were last seen at the library where call where carl gully worked (laughs) (laughs) that's totally what i said poor (laughs) cowell yeah so dean says that whatever the angel um Whatever the angel thing was, it struck again. He was listening to the police radio, and Zach Smith, who was a local drunk, went up to a stranger's door last night and stabbed him in the heart. Then he went to the police and confessed. So we cut to Sam and Dean breaking into the victim's home. His name is Frank. Sam hacks into the guy's computer and finds that he's been chatting online with a 13-year-old girl. What a skis ball. They were supposed to meet for the first time today. Dean says, huh, well, I guess if you're going to stab someone, good timing. I mean. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. This is weird. I mean, she, sure, some spirits are out for vengeance, but this one is almost like a do-gooder. Sam says, like an avenging angel. (laughs) Well, how else do you explain it, Dean? Three guys not connected to each other, all stabbed through the heart. At least two were world-class pervs, and I bet if you dug deep enough on the other guy... Then Dean picks up a paper and says, you said Carl Gully was a churchgoer, right? What was the name of his church? Sam says, Our Lady of the Angels. Dean says, of course that would be the name. <laughs> Looks like Frank went to the same church. So we cut to Our Lady of the Angels. Sam and Dean are talking to the priest about joining the church. Dean says they heard about the murders in the neighborhood. And the priest says that the victims were uh, parishioners. Did I say that word right? Mm-hmm. Of his. Parishioners. Parishioners. It just looks weird. It, it's kind of a strange sounding word. Yeah. Okay. Sam says, the killer said that an angel made them do that. And the priest says, yes, misguided souls. To think that God's messengers would appear and incite people to murder. It's tragic. Dean says, so you don't believe in these angel yarns, huh? The priest says, oh, no, I absolutely believe. It kind of goes with the job description. Sam points out a painting on the wall and asks the priest if it's a painting of Michael. The priest says, that's right, the Archangel Michael with the flaming sword, the fighter of demons, holy force against evil. Sam says, so they're not really the Hallmark card version that everyone thinks. They're fierce, right? Vigilant? 
The priest says he likes to think of them as more loving than wrathful, but a lot of scripture paints the angels as God's warriors. The priest walks him outside, and on the steps of the church is a little memorial set up. It's for Father Gregory, who was a priest of the church. He passed away on the steps, uh, on the church steps, and is buried in the church crypt. It happened two months ago. He was shot for his car keys. The priest said he didn't even have time to administer his last rites. He goes back inside, and Dean says to Sam, This is all starting to make sense. A devoted priest dies a violent death. That vengeful That's vengeful spirit material right there. He knew all of the stiffs because they went to church here. In fact, I'm willing to bet because he was their priest, he knew things about them that nobody else knew. Sam is skeptical and thinks it could be an actual angel. And Dean says, what's next? You're going to start praying every day? But Sam says, I do. I do pray every day. I have for a long time. Dean seems really surprised. Uh, so they go to check out Father Gregory's grave. On the way there, down in the crypt, Dean walks on ahead of Sam, who notices a statue of an angel has started shaking. Super sketchy, by the way. Oh, God. Like, I'd be like, we are in church. What is happening? Yeah. <laughs> Also, statues of angels, like, if you've ever watched Doctor Who, like, that is not okay. Like, that's a a weeping angel, and they are, they're creepy aliens. They're, like, these statues, so they only move when no one's looking at them. Yeah. So you'll never see one move. Yeah. You'll just, like, look away and look back, and it's closer. It kind of, okay, whenever I think of, like, creepy angels, I already, I, like, I always not already i always think of phantom of the opera where she's like going through the graveyard like kind of towards the end oh yeah and there's like all these angel statues everywhere that have like they're they're just like too still and like i mean obviously they're statues so they're not gonna move but like you know the whole like kind of creepy like "Eh, things are getting weird yeah that's what i go to every time i like think of creepy angel statues it's like Mm -hmm. and there's nothing creepy about them because they're not actually like i mean they're just props right right but these if one touches you it will displace you in time so it will literally put you back like 50 years in the future so it's not hurting you but like you're not where you're supposed to be anymore that's your whole world (laughs) right and it like feeds off that energy huh so that's how it like eats that's weird it's not cool no I wouldn't want to do that. No. I haven't even lived for 50 years yet. I wouldn't know what to do if I was going 50 years forwards or back. I know. How would you, I mean, how would you even survive? You know what I mean? Yeah. You wouldn't know anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you did, then they're going to think that you're absolutely bonkers. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All of it. It's just, it's. It's kind of terrifying to think about. Mm-hmm. So then a bright light appears, and we cut to Dean coming back to look for Sam and finds him unconscious on the floor. He's been touched by the light. <laughs> <laughs> He's been touched by something. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Sammy. I know. It's always Sammy being unconscious, I feel like. I know, right? He's always the one that's, like, passed out. Yeah. I mean, there's a few times that Dean's passed out on the floor, too, but it's usually Sammy that's getting, like, beaten up or knocked out. Right. Right. (laughs) It's not because of anything good that Sammy ends up on the floor out. (laughs) So, um, Dean wakes him up, and Dean says, you saw it, didn't you? Sam says, yeah, Dean, I saw an angel. Dean pulls out his floss and offers it to Sam, who declines. So Dean takes a swig. 
Uh, Dean then asks why Sam thinks it was an angel. Sam says, it appeared to me and this feeling washed over me, you know, like peace, like grace. Dean says, okay, ecstasy boy, we'll get you some glow sticks and a nice Dr. Seuss hat, okay? God. <laughs> Dr. Seuss hat. Like, I hate those. I don't think I've ever seen, like, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen a Dr. Seuss hat. It's as awful as you're imagining. It's just, like, big and obnoxious. It's, like, those big, huge, tall ones that are striped. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I've seen those. Yeah. Sam says, Dean, I'm serious. It spoke to me. It knew who I was. Dean says, it's just a spirit, Sam, and it's not the first one to be able to read people's minds. Okay, let me guess. You were personally chosen to smite some sinner. You just got to wait for some divine bat signal? Sam says, yeah, actually. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yeah. Dean says, great. I don't suppose you asked what this uh, alleged bad guy did. Sam says, actually, I did, Dean, and the angel told me he hasn't done anything yet, but he will. Dean says, I don't believe this. Sam says, Dean, the angel hasn't been wrong yet. Someone's going to do something awful, and I can stop it. Dean says, you know, you're supposed to be bad, too, Sam. Maybe I should stop you right now. Sam says, you know what, Dean? I don't understand. Why can't you even consider the possibility? Maybe we're hunting an angel here, and we should stop. Maybe this is God's will. Dean says, okay, all right. You know what? I get it. You've got the faith. Hey, good for you. I'm sure it makes things easier. I'll tell you who else had faith like that. Mom. She used to tell me when she tucked me in that angels were watching over Miss. In fact, that was the last thing she ever said to me. Dean says, you never told me that. Dean says, what's to tell? She was wrong. There was nothing protecting her. There's no higher power. There's no God. There's just chaos and violence and random unpredictable evil that comes out of nowhere and rips you to shreds. It's like somebody kicked a puppy. I know. I just can't stand it's it. It's sad. It's like, come on, dude. Right? Like, oh. Yeah. You want me to believe in this stuff? I'm going to need to see some hard proof. You got any? Well, I do. Proof that we're dealing with a spirit. So we cut to Father Gregory's grave. There's wormwood growing all over it. Dean says, a plant associated with the dead, specifically the ones that are not at rest. I don't see it growing anywhere else except over the murdered priest's marker. It's him, Sam. But Sam's like, mm, maybe. <laughs> Listen, buddy, this I have been divinely told. <laughs> been divinely touched. <laughs> so Dean says, I'll give you more proof. We'll summon Gregory's spirit. Sam's like, here? In the church? And Dean's like, yeah, we just need a few odds and ends and that seance ritual in Dad's journal. Sam says, a seance. Great. I hope Whoopi's available. Do you know what that's from? No. That's from the movie Ghost. Okay. I haven't. Not another one that I haven't seen. It's old. I think we talked about it before, but it's the one where it's like Patrick Swayze like dies and and then his wife, who is Demi Moore, um, I think it's his wife. Anyways, Uh, she's like, she's like hanging out with Whoopi who, I can't remember if she's a psychic or what, but basically Patrick Swayze like possesses her body and they have like a romantic moment at the pottery wheel. (laughs) What? It's like, it's very sensual. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'll take your word for it. And I don't remember anything else about that movie, but that's like an iconic scene. (laughs) It's iconic, man. Yes, it is. So... That's what he's talking about. (laughs) Dean says, if Father Gregory's spirit is around, the saints will bring him right to us. If it's him, then we'll put him to rest. 
Sam says, but if it's an angel, it won't show. Nothing will happen. Dean says, exactly. It's one of the perks of the job. We don't have to operate on faith. We can know for sure. Don't you want to know for sure? So we cut to Sam and Dean walking out of a mini mart. Sam says, dude, all right. I'll admit we've gone pretty ghetto with the spell work before, but this takes the cake. I mean, a SpongeBob placemat instead of an altar cloth. You do with what you can do with. Yeah. <laughs> Dean says, well, just put it SpongeBob side down. I think it's funny that they're, like, going to be inside a church and they couldn't find an altar cloth somewhere in the right. church. And just, like, that, of all things, is a thing they won't do, you know? Right. Like, you're only doing a seance inside of a Catholic church. It's fine. Yeah. But stealing one of the altar cloths is just too much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Then Sam notices a dude standing on the sidewalk and a bright light suddenly appears around him. Sam tells Dean that he's seen the sign from the angel. He says, that's him, Dean, and we have to stop him. Sam starts to approach him, but Dean stops him and says, you're not going to go kill somebody because a ghost told you to. Are you insane? Sam says, I'm not insane, and I'm not going to kill him. I'm going to stop him. Dean says, define stop, huh? I mean, what are you going to do? Sam says, Dean, please, he's going to hurt someone, and you know it. The guy gets in his car and starts to drive away, so the boys go to get in Baby to follow him. But Dean gets in alone and locks Sammy out of the car. Dean says, you're not killing anyone, Sam. I got this guy. You go do the seance. And then he drives away. He looks so disappointed, too. Like, why would you do this to me? Yeah, he really does. I think it was smart of Dean, honestly. Oh, yeah, definitely. So the dude that Dean is following stops at a house and gives the girl some flowers before they both get back into his car. In the church, Sammy starts the seance, but gets caught by the priest. Sam says, Father, please, I can explain. Um, maybe I can't. (laughs) Well, actually, my words have run out. Yeah, this is a seance. (laughs) The priest says, a seance? Young man, you are in a house of God. Sam says, it's based on early Christian rites, if that helps. (laughs) The priest goes to usher Sam away, but then the bright light appears. The priest says, oh, my God, is that an angel? But Sam says, no, it's not. It's just Father Gregory. He's so disappointed, too. Yeah, he is, yeah, out of his mind disappointed. So the light fades away, and there stands Father Gregory. He says, I've come in answer to your prayers. Sam, I thought I sent you on your path. You should hurry. Sam says, Father, I'm sorry, but you're not an angel. He says, of course I am. Sam's like, no, you're a man, you're a spirit, and you need to rest. He says, I was a man, but now I'm an angel. I was on the steps of the church. I felt that bullet that bullet pierce right through me, but there was no pain, and suddenly I could see everything. Father Reynolds, I saw you praying and crying here. I came to help you. Father Reynolds says, help me how? Those murders, that was because of you? Father Gregory says, I received the word of God. He spoke to me, told me to smite the wicked. I'm carrying out his will. Father Reynolds says, you're driving innocent people to kill. He's like, that's not how this works. Right. That's not how any of this works. I just, I don't know if you guys just heard my phone say, hey, ass butt, but it did. (laughs) I'm going to just go ahead and put that on silent now. (laughs) Sorry about that. It's a lovely thing. I I love it. I was I was totally at work the other day and I forgot to put it on silent and I was helping this little old lady and my phone started blowing up. It was just going, Hey ass butt, hey ass butt, hey ass butt. And she looked at me and she's like, What's that? And I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just a sound coming from my butt pocket. But whatever. <laughs> That's fine. I don't know 
what's happening right now. I yeah. think your guess is just as good as mine. Great. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. I ignored it. She just looked confused, and I was just like, give me some money now. <laughs> and please go away yeah. so I can, I can check my hay-ass butts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so Father Gregory says, those innocent people are being offered redemption. Then he looks at Sam and says, some people need redemption, don't they, Sam? Like, Jab right in the feels. Okay, Sam hasn't done anything yet to need redemption, so... Yeah. I found that very strange. But, I mean, technically, these people haven't either. That's true. So, That's I true. So, Father Reynolds, uh, Father Reynolds <laughs> says, <laughs> How can you call this redemption? Father Gregory says, You can't understand it now, but the rules of man and the rules of God are two very different things. Sam says, Those people, they're... They're locked up. Father Gregory says, no, they're happy. They found peace, beaten their demons, and I've given them the keys to heaven. Father Reynolds says, no, this is vengeance. It's wrong. This goes against everything you believed. You're lost, misguided. This isn't how any of this works. Yeah, you are not an angel. Men cannot be angels. Father Gregory says, but I don't understand. You prayed for me to come. Father Reynolds says, I prayed for God's help, not this. What you're doing is not God's will. Thou shall not kilt. Kilt? kilt? <laughs> <laughs> Thou shall not kilt. <laughs> I mean, I like a good man in a kilt. So. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Thou shalt not kilt. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awful if that was the word of God? <laughs> Men shall not wear skirts. I'd just like to say that they wore robes that were basically like long skirts once upon a time. So. Yes, that's true. Okay. Uh, so. We oh, no. <laughs> that's going to be the description of the episode. Thou shalt not kill the yeah. That's all we're going to say. That's it. That's all we need. Write it down. <laughs> I'm writing it down. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we cut to the inside of the car that Dean has been following. Um, the guy parks the car and then tries to kiss the girl. She avoids his face and says, <laughs> like, whoa, yeah. Fast, buddy. Yeah. She's like, we're we going to go to the movies. We should go or we're going to be late. Then he slaps her hard. He says, I'm sorry, it's just, I've never done this before. That's not what you do if you've never done this before. Yeah, you also don't slap someone and then say, I've never done this before. Like, like none of it, you just don't do any of that. Like, none of it makes any sense. Right, so she tries to get out, but he locks her inside. Then he pulls out a freaking X-Acto knife and comes at her. Just then, Dean breaks the driver's side window and knocks the guy unconscious. The girl gets out of the car, and as Dean is making sure she's okay, the guy wakes up and drives the car away. Dean tells her to call 911 and get some baby to follow the guy. We cut back to the church. Sam says, let us help you. Father Gregory says, no. But Father Reynolds says, it's time to rest, to be at peace. Please let me give you last rites. So Father Gregory allows it, and it works. There's a bright light, and he disappears. Back with Dean, he and Exacto Knife Dude are <laughs> having a high-speed chase. Go, baby, go! Yeah. They almost hit a bunch of other drivers, and one truck that has a metal pole in its bed skids around the road. The metal pole goes right through Exacto Knife Dude's windshield <laughs> and through his Exacto chest. Knife Dude. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And through his chest. So we cut to Sam packing up in their motel room and Dean walking through the door. 
Dean says, how was your day? <laughs> Sam says, you were right. It wasn't an angel. It was Gregory. So how'd it go? <laughs> yeah. Dean pulls out a flask, takes a swig, and then hands it to Sam, who also drinks. Sam says, I don't know, Dean. I just wanted to believe so badly. It's so damn hard to do this. What we do all alone, you know? There's so much evil out in the world, Dean. I feel like I could drown in it. And when I think about my destiny, when I think about how I could end up Dean says, yeah, well, don't worry about that, all right? I'm watching out for you. Sam says, yeah, I know you are, but you're just one person, Dean, and I needed to think that there was something else watching too, you know, some higher power, some greater good, and that maybe, maybe I could be saved. But, you know, that's just the... that's just clouded. There we go. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, that's just clouded my judgment. And you're right. I mean, we got to go with what we know, with what we can see, with what's right there in front of our own two eyes. Dean says, well, it's funny you say that. Gregory's spirit gave you some pretty good information. That guy in the car was bad news. I barely got there in time. Sam asks him what happened, and Dean says, he's dead. Sam says, did you? Dean says, no, but I'll tell you one thing. The way he died, if I hadn't seen it with my own two eyes, I never would have believed it. I mean, I don't know what to call it. Sam asks him what he saw, and Dean says, maybe God's will. End credits. Okay, I just like to say that I kind of appreciate how they're playing knocking on heaven's door in the background during oh, that last. It was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like hold on, you know? I've gotten really good with the musical cues. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 Anyways, Lynn's flapping her um, blanket wings over there. Yes, I have a blanket wrapped around me like a very old person, but it's cold down here. (laughs) It's fine. Okay, so I have quite a few thoughts about this Okay, good. So first one is like, Sammy has a lot of like kicked puppy moments in this episode. He really does. He's constantly looking just like utterly broken. All the mm-hmm. time. Like, I've just been disappointed. My life is a lie and nothing is right anymore and I don't know what to do. And it's just like, dude, yeah. know, what the heck? Yeah. What's going on? It just gave him such, like, hope to think that there were angels and yeah. there's angels and there's heaven and God and, yeah. you know, something like, else There's got to gotta be him. something good with all the bad. Right. Know? Right. Yeah. Okay. And I would like to say that most, like, okay, so in the Bible... Most people are actually afraid of angels when they see them. Oh, really? It's not like, I mean, angels are, like, supposed to be, like, warriors, right? Like, Mm -hmm. they're not fluffy little cotton ale, you know? Right. (laughs) That's not how this works. (laughs) However. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I thought it was interesting, the, um... That, you know, most people, I don't know, it, it was more of just kind of like a thought in my mind. Like, I thought it was interesting how, like, most people think that, like, angels are supposed to be these, like, good, you know, like, cute, or not necessarily cute, but, like, super kind and gentle. And I mean, they can be, but most yeah. times when there's, like, in a like this person saw an angel and they were terrified, like, mm-hmm. that's their first reaction. It's not like, oh, I feel this sense of, like, grace and, you know, mercy and all that sort of flow over me. It's like, no, if that was an angel, you'd be scared out of your pants, yeah. you know? Like, there's no, mm-mm. Right. That's not how this works. But, so, the, um, uh... The father, what's his name? The live one, not the dead one. The the live one was Father Reynolds. Yes, thank you. So he 
was you know he was talking about the angels or whatever and he said luke 2 9 which he was like making a bible reference yeah which so it says an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified like that's most of the angels references in the bible it's like at the very first like when you know an angel comes to mary and says like oh by the way like you're you're pregnant you're gonna have you know jesus uh, that's gonna be your baby you know all that sort you know that whole thing yeah she was terrified at first and like it's a whole there it's kind of interesting because it's like yes people are terrified but then also afterwards it's like oh like okay Mm -hmm. it's not immediately just like oh fluffy happy unicorns yeah (laughs) you don't feel like a sense of like peace and awe no, I mean, maybe, maybe after, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Not, not right at the moment. It's like, a, oh, I mean, imagine if some, like, all of a sudden you're sitting there in your living room and all of a sudden this, like, bright thing comes at you and is like, do not be afraid. You'd be like, I'm going to be afraid. Yeah, I would. Freak the fuck out, <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> this isn't, what's, what's happening to me? I'd get my pepper spray. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good luck, but. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways, so Gloria at the beginning, I thought it was interesting how they, um, she's sitting there on her couch or whatever, and she's got this, like, dark curly hair, and then all of a sudden they go into her being locked up in the asylum, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden her hair is now got, like, blonde highlights in it and is straight. It's like, where did she get a straightener and hair dye (laughs) in an asylum? Like, is that something that they just do for you once you're, like... You never know. Make you feel pretty. Yeah, you (laughs) You never know. I don't know. It was kind of a weird change for me. Yeah, I noticed the hair, like, that it was straight, but I didn't notice the color changing. Yeah, it was, like, way lighter and straight. Yeah. And that, well, it confused me at first, because I was like, that's not the same person. There's no way. And then I was like, oh, I guess it is. Yeah. I don't know. The hair changed, and it freaked me out, and I couldn't. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what to do with this information right now. (laughs) Um, Also, it is a really good thing that Sam and Dean use their powers for good, because they're way too good at, like, breaking and entering and covering up their tracks and yeah. like all this sort of stuff like they could get away with a lot of stuff and they be really re- doing really bad things mm-hmm. but anyways it was that was a whole thing and um so the music that they're playing as dean is following the car with exacto knife guy in it yeah it's like the end credits but like remixed i noticed that it, it was, was so lo- weird it, i liked it i liked it too but i it wonder was kind of like yeah i wonder if they do that again in the future if this is the only time because i was really yeah. into it actually I, I liked it too i don't remember it i mean not that it hasn't happened i don't remember it happening but there's a lot of things that i don't remember <laughs> so same <laughs> there's that too um but yeah and then i just thought it was kind of funny when he was putting or taking the girl out of or the girl was getting out of the car and he's like going to get back into baby to chase the guy and he's like do you have a cell phone and it's like what do you mean does she have a cell phone this show is old yeah (laughs) i know does she have a cell phone like who doesn't have a cell phone like unless you're i mean i know some kids that have cell phones and tablets oh yeah but like you know whatever but it's just kind of funny because this is back in like what was that? 2006, maybe? Yeah. So, I mean, I was... Let's see, when was that? I was just going into high school, and yeah, people had some cell phones. Mm-hmm. Not very many people had smartphones at all. Yeah. But definitely, you know, 
some a few kids had like flip phones and stuff. Right, no. right, yeah. <laughs> but it was just kind of funny. I was like, <laughs> "Do you have a cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> what sort of That's world so are we funny. living in?" I think I met Eric in two thousand six. Yeah, and I I definitely definitely had a cell phone. I can't remember if it was a. I don't think it was a smartphone. I think we just used text messaging. Yeah, and Eric was one of the first people that I really texted a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember he wooed me. I don't remember if I've talked about this before, but he used to text. We would text back and forth um, haikus. <laughs> I'm mostly, yes. mostly about Battlestar Galactica. What? <laughs> he just like wooed me. Work? He just like wooed me with like haikus about science fiction stuff. <laughs> and you I know mean, what? It worked. Own. Yeah, it, it totally worked. It was pretty great. <laughs> That's kind of fantastic. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a good time. It was a confusing time. But it was a good time. Oh. Well, those are my thoughts from this episode because, um, I mean, there was a lot, but. Yeah. So what was your favorite moment from this episode? Oh, crap. Why, why am I never ready for this? I never once. You know what's happening. I know. I never once in my, like, note-taking or researching think about, like, oh, what's your favorite moment? Um, well, then I, it's authentic, I feel like. Yeah. For me, I plan mine and I think about it. Yeah. So, like, yours is more like a, this is what stuck out to me as being my favorite thing instead of me being like, oh, well, it could have been this or, well, it could have been this. Yeah. Maybe it was this, you know. You know what I really liked was when they go into that guy's cellar through the door and I, I don't know Please I don't tell me it's not when they found the fingernail it was it was no. the fingernail because they go Why? up to this like weird like mottled wall and they just like pull out a fingernail and I was just like that is it's so gross and disturbing I thought that they were gonna like break the wall I thought that's what they were going for so I was do. surprised that they were just like oh maybe we should dig into this dirt floor instead so that surprised yeah. me but yeah anyway that was not my favorite. Moment. I like I like the I like the fingernail finding. It was just so random and gross and disturbing, and I liked it. Your mind is an interesting place. <laughs> Whatever, I'm having. Fine, so I'm having withdrawals. <laughs> I'm like decreasing my medication right now. My mind is a weird place. <laughs> what was your favorite moment, Rochelle? Uh, my favorite moment was in the opposite direction. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> It was so, I don't know, I just, something about the sassiness in Sam's voice when he's like, we're using a Spongebob placemat. Oh yeah, that was a good moment. Like, he was just so like, this is just not right. (laughs) It was great. That was good. He just like could not handle like, this is supposed to be like something you take serious and not Spongebob. Not Spongebob. Spongebob is not where he was going no. with that, for sure. <laughs> um, so, our interesting facts for this episode. Um, Houses of the Holy is the name of a Led Zeppelin album from 1973. Um, it's also the name of a song that appears on Led Zeppelin's Physical Graffiti album, which also includes the song Cashmere, the song listed on Dean's phone when he's using the vibrating bed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he was listening to music, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, just like rocking out to Led Zeppelin and getting shaken. How could you want to be vibrated for that long? I just, (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it either. (laughs) I feel like my brain would be weird. Like, I would freak out after a while, my brain getting rattled around. Yeah. You know, like. I would hate it. That can't do good things to you. 
The only thing that's like comes close to that is the like massage chairs at like nail salons, but those don't shake you. They just have like no. the roller on the back, basically. Sometimes they'll kind of like jostle you back and forth. Like they'll hit one side after the other and yeah. like do that, like a fast that. Yeah. But not like just not just know? like your whole body shaking. <laughs> I don't like it. You're not like Chihuahua shaking. You're just kind of like getting jostled a little. Yeah. Bit. Like you're getting nicely punched by a chair. <laughs> right. 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 I don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like anything about it. Um, so the last interesting fact is, so the painting of Michael is by the Renaissance paper Raphael, who's coincidentally one of the other archangels. Right. Um, Michael is an archangel in the Jewish, Christian, and Islamic tradition. He is most known as the leader in the armies of God against Lucifer. Cool. Very cool. Um, so what did we do for haunting research? Oh, okay. Well, I actually did some research on um, a haunted area in Rhode Island. And um, one of the most haunted places is a stretch of road. The road is called Tower Hill Road. I said that weird tower. Hill tower. Tower. Tower Hill Road. Mowage. Yeah, Mowage. Mowage is what brings us together, together today. today. I feel like this is not the first time that this has happened on this podcast. I don't think so. Uh, we like Princess Bride, folks. Yes, we love Princess Bride. In fact, my wedding bouquet, we were just looking at wedding pictures today, but my wedding bouquet, I had it made out of book pages. So they would like, they like dyed, all, they like made flowers and dyed them. And the book that my bouquet was made out of was The Princess Bride. I really like it, by the way. It's super cool because it's never going to like go bad. I know, you know, I'll have it forever. Yeah. I just have to like dust it every now and then. Oh, you totally dusted it the other day. <laughs> I remember I was like, it's dusty. And you were like, not for long. And you just like blew on it. <laughs> there was dust everywhere yeah it's fine we took it outside (laughs) so um the information i got about tower hill road i got off the paranormalnet.com patch.com and greenvilleparanormal.com so on this road um there is a ghost of a little girl sitting in front of what had once been her home there's also a ghost of a young boy running with his dog there's a ghost of a toddler riding his tricycle who was, nope. who was struck and killed by a car when he was riding the trike. So a guardrail now stands where the child was hit to prevent other accidents like this. I don't like any of that. That's so sad. It's just like a bunch of little kids. Yeah. People traveling on this road experience feelings of being watched. Um, there's an account of someone who was visiting a cemetery on Tower Hill Road with a group of friends. They swore they heard kids laughing in the woods. Nope. <laughs> when, they, when they returned to their vehicle, they found children's handprints all over the car. Yuck. I know. So Tower Hill Road is also said to be haunted by Native Americans who were killed during the King Philip War in the 1600s. Believers say ghosts can be seen charging over the hill and drums can be heard. The drums would freak me out the most, I think. Uh, yeah. Like, giggling and stuff, you could be like, oh, there's some kids messing with me. But, like, I don't know, just, like, random drums. I'd be like, who brings drums out into the woods? Like, that would be yeah weirder to I'll me. I'll tell you who. Serial killers. Who, well, like, freaking, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I didn't have that thought in my oh. mind until just now, so thanks. <laughs> That's not what you think of when you hear drums. No. <laughs> But now it will be if I'm ever in the woods and I hear drums, I'm going to be like, this is the end. Yeah. That's where, like, ritual sacrifices come into play. 
Well, I would probably go, yeah, I would, I, my mind would either go there or, like, I don't know, for some reason, like, the Native American folklore sort well, of, Well, yeah, like, this is talking about, you know, like, yeah. you know, that, I, I could see my mind going there, but, yeah. like, I, <laughs> still doesn't mean I like yeah. it. <laughs> so there have been two sightings of what paranormal researcher Nick Redfern calls a monkey man. No, I'm sorry, a man monkey. <laughs> I feel like one's not better than the other. Right. One sighting took place in the late 1970s, and the other was in 2003. A total of five people have seen this creature um, during those two sightings. So the man monkey is believed to be a creature that can jump dimensions. With all the ghost stories and tales of phantom lights, along with all the quartz and iron in the area, it's rumored that Tower Hill Road may have a rift. So one cool thing about Tower Hill Road is that my husband's parents live on it, <laughs> which is why I was so excited to do this road. I don't like it. It's, it's a very, it's like a long, curvy, like very windy road that goes up a hill. And um, yeah, Tower so, Hill. So, and I've been there. I've been there plenty of times. Yeah. And you know what? It's not creepy. I want to say that it's so creepy, but it's, it's not creepy. Yeah. It actually, I mean... They've got a lot of property out there, and it's it's beautiful, and it's very relaxing, and it's almost like, like just like it's got good vibrations. You know what I mean? Like, it just and, it feels very peaceful and almost magical. Like yeah. it's a beautiful place. Yeah. So it, there's like no bad vibes at all, and you know I do like driving down on Tower Hill Road because I've driven on it. I am like going around the curves up these hills and mm-hmm. being like, I hope no car comes the other way. You know what I mean? Because it's not a wide road. Yeah. So it is very dangerous. Yeah. For sure. Oh, I'm, I can imagine. Yeah. But I had Eric call his dad and ask him about um, any experiences he's had mm-hmm. um, in their house and on their property. And he said there was a fire in the toaster oven. <laughs> oh, no. I should laugh. No. But like, so that happened. That's like totally changed directions. Like, I know. Steve, any experiences? Well, there was a fire in the toaster oven right. once. Um, <laughs> there were, when the house was being built, um, he took some pictures of the fireplace because he, he built the house. Okay, he cool. Like, yeah. Um, or drew up the plans and had it built. I'm yeah. not sure exactly which one of those is true. He was involved in some way. He sure but... was, yeah. It's like their dream house that they built. So. Yeah. So, um, but when they took pictures of the fireplace, and the pictures are orbs. Um, Goody. And then out in the backyard, he built kind of like a like a labyrinth. Not like a, not like a hedge maze high but just like mm-hmm. you know pass in the ground oh, yeah. of a labyrinth and um and i've seen this picture myself um if there's a picture of it with orbs well i think there's just one orb but it's a full-on orb it's not like maybe that's a speck of dust yeah like it's a motherfucking colorful <laughs> orb oh goody <laughs> yeah um and um rob my husband's dad says if you zoom in on that orb it looks like a head i don't like any of it yeah Remind me to uh, never go to Rhode Island. <laughs> just stay clear of the whole <laughs> You're just state. Gonna, no, it's I'm a very stay clear of the whole state. <laughs> it's a very beautiful state. Nope, I'm staying clear of the I, whole state. I actually love it there. I would totally live there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, just uh, one quick piece of history about the property. A guy did burn to death there. Goody. Which makes sense now about the toaster fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I brought up the toaster. <laughs> so that's it. That's Tower Hill oh. Road. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh. <laughs> well, that's kind of cool, though, because it's, you know, like, 
we sort of like know somebody. Yeah, for sure. And that they fully believe in like ghosts and that there are spirits there on their property. Um, But I think they believe that they're peaceful and nice. So they're not scared ever. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I've never gotten any scary vibes there. Yeah. And I'm a scaredy cat. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. (laughs) I'm. I I definitely. Yeah. So. I can't handle it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) For sure. But also, I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, I definitely tend to think that it's not. Oh, you think it's a demon? That's why. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't necessarily automatically be like, something weird happened, it's a demon. But, yeah. like, I would be more inclined to think that if something did happen like that, that wasn't, like, explainable. It's like, something's trying to mess with me. Not that, right. like, oh, it's a friendly ghost. Like, yeah. 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 I don't like any of it. The little hairs on the back of my neck are like, Fing! <laughs> oh, man. Stay clear of me! Yeah. I guess there's a, there's a couple cemeteries um, on that road. Um, Eric thinks that they are all on, like, private property. But oh. I'm not sure if that's true or not. Could be. Like, Eric didn't grow up there. He yeah. grew up um, close by. And then after Eric um, left for the military, I think when he was in the military, they built that house and moved there. Yeah. So... He's got his own, like, room there and stuff, but it wasn't one, the one he grew up in. Yeah, it's, like, his adult room. Yeah. You know, not his childhood. Right. Yeah. Right. So what was your idiot-ass book moment from this week? Oh, God. Uh, it was a total, total idiot. This was, <sighs> um, this was two weeks ago. I, oh, God. <laughs> So this this anxiety medication I'm on, okay, I have to eat 500 calories. I take it in the morning. I have to take it at night, too. So um, so I take it when I eat dinner. And oftentimes, like, I can't remember if I've taken it or not. Like, I eat dinner, and I'm not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So I realized that I, I couldn't remember if I took it or not a couple hours after dinner. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well... It'd be better to miss my dose than to double up on the dose. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I didn't take it. And, uh, oh, this was Halloween. This was Halloween night, I remember, because I was so excited about taking Killian trick-or-treating that I forgot <laughs> I forgot to take my medicine. Yeah. So I come back home, and I'm like, okay, you know, I take my shower, and it's time for me to go to bed. So I get in bed with Killian, and I am wide awake, <laughs> you know, and this drug, like any kind of withdrawals from it, cause extreme ins- insomnia. So, and I was just like, fuck, no. you know, like even, even if I'm feeling this way, it could just be, you know, my brain being paranoid about it. Not yeah. maybe who knows if I really miss my dose or not. I yeah. can't be sure. Right. <laughs> Nothing is certain. Right. So I get up and I tell Eric to go sleep with Killian cause I'm going to, you know, hang out in the bedroom and like watch something on his computer. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I start watching. This new show on Netflix called, I think it's called The Haunting of Hill House. I think I've seen a little, like, tab for it. You know, yeah, yeah. It's been, like, heavily advertised. Yeah. So, um, and it's supposed to be, like, truly scary. So I was like, this will be fine. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> and stay awake for even longer. Okay, you know what? It was truly terrifying. <laughs> and I was freaking out. So I start getting, like, some pretty heavy withdrawals symptoms. Yeah. Like, I'm shaking. Oh. I'm getting these head rushes. You know, I am, like, not okay. On top of that, I am scared. 
So well, I'm, yeah. like, I'm like adrenaline-y, and I stayed up till 4.30 in the morning when I finally thought, hey, maybe you should take a tranquilizer. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, how All long? this time. I could have just fucking taken one at, like, <laughs> 10, <laughs> you know? I never, fine. I never think about it in the moment. N- yeah. Ever. Never. I'm never like, hey, this is why you have tranquilizers, to calm your shit down. <laughs> and I never think about it till way after the fact. What you need to do is that if you're having a moment like that, just text me and be like, dude, I'm freaking out. And I'll be like, take a tranquilizer. Okay. I totally will try to remember do to it. do that. Because... Just be like, I need to talk to somebody about freaking out. And I'll be like, dude, take a drink. I know. That's why I have them. Like, <laughs> I have prescribed for. them for my stupid moments right yeah. so anyway so I take one and then I feel you know somewhat normal 15 <laughs> minutes later so I go and I sleep for like two hours before Killian wakes up yeah. and I just had a like I mean that morning I got to take my medicine again and yeah. I started to feel a little bit better but it's just like I was just such an idiot and especially watching that you know what I mean already feeling like crazy and freaked out <laughs> making it worse yeah I just added to it and it's it's like a, I didn't watch all of the show. I watched maybe like three episodes. And so there were scary moments, but there were also really sad moments. There were like dying sick kitten moments. Ugh. You know, I can't handle the animal thing. Yeah. And there was a bunch of kittens who straight up were dying Ugh. and were diseased and had to be put out Mangy. of their misery. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, I'm just freaked out. Anyways, I was a fucking idiot. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's my moment. What was your did her ask that moment so uh, mine was so okay we have one of those nest things in our house which is like a it's like a smart heating system so you could like control it from your phone and say like oh i'm home or i'm away so it'll like turn the heat on or off or like this is what it's set to like the heat's set to this when we're at home and it's set to this when we're away so then yeah. that way like the heat isn't turning on while we're not even there or like you know that sort of stuff yeah and so I don't know what is going on with it, but it has decided to just, like, randomly quit working. Like, it'll work for certain parts of the day and then just, like, stop working. So it'll, like, work when we don't need it to work, Mm -hmm. but then it won't work again, like, at nighttime when we're going to bed and it's freezing cold because it's just recently gotten to be where it's, like, you know, 30 degrees or so at night. Right. And, like, you need the heat. Yeah, you you really do. You can't have the heat. And so it's, like, okay. And so the last few nights have been a little bit sketchy and then there's been a couple of you know like Chris got it worked to where like it was working for about 24 hours Mm -hmm. and then it quit again so like last night we had some heat up until I think probably towards like I, I probably went to bed at like 9 30 last night so i mean i can imagine maybe around like 12 or so it went out because i yeah. like remember waking up being like freezing cold and i know it wasn't anywhere near morning because there was no light outside at all still mm-hmm. and i'm like oh you know like, yeah this is terrible and then like i woke up and it was still freezing cold and then eventually <sighs> it started turning on again but at that point it's like you're constantly numb like right. there's no like everything just sucks and it's the nest is being an idiot yeah. It's also kind of being, well, it's more being an ass, but yeah. it's just deciding to be like, mm, no. I can't handle being too cold. I can't either. Like, I would much rather be too warm than too cold. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with. I get like, panic attacks when I'm too cold. 
It's like, I'm never going to be warm again. Yeah. yeah. It's, I get like angsty because mm-hmm. I'm just like, I get, I don't know. Like my brain's just like, you're never going to be warm again. We can't figure out how to get warm. And like my hands and my feet, especially my feet get cold really easily. Yeah. And so like if my feet are cold for a prolonged period of time, I start getting like weird. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm never going to be warm again. This right. is it. Like you put on the thick socks and it doesn't do anything. You know, like when you yeah. put on thick socks and your feet are really, really cold mm-hmm. and then they just feel like cold and clammy yeah instead of like warming up because of the socks right like I'm wearing wool socks my feet should be warm and then they're just like sweaty and cold instead and it's like the weirdest yeah that freaks me out I have slippers that do that that they're like they're like fur line and I put them in there and my Mm -hmm. feet always end up feeling cold clammy yeah and it's just like, like is what it is because the use it's too warm too fast and it's not like I don't know I don't know what I it wish is. somebody would tell me I don't understand <laughs> what it is yeah like Mm-mm. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't like it. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> the nest is being an ass butt. I'm yes. going to go with it's being an ass butt and not an idiot. Yes, because I think it's so. It's just, it's doing this on purpose, I'm convinced. So is it fixed now? I don't even know. Probably uh, not. <laughs> I would be really stressed about that. I mean, it's, it keeps saying that there's like no power to the wire that like controls the whole thing, mm-hmm. which means that anywhere along the line, the power could be out. You oh, know, like, it could sucks. be where it's coming from. It could be right at the nest thing. It could yeah. be, who knows, you know. Mm-hmm. So, investigations are underway. Yeah. That but sucks. I need heat during the winter. I need heat. I need it. Like, yeah. Ooh. We're, like, trying to save money on our heat, so we have set ours to where it goes down to 63 at night, <laughs> which is pretty cold, but... It's actually a lot warmer upstairs than it is downstairs. Well, yeah, and heat the thermo- rises. Yeah, and the thermostat is downstairs. Yeah. So it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but we were just, like, trying it out to see if that was doable, and that mm-hmm. is. And then we have it up to 67 during the day. Yeah. And I can't do it. Yeah. Like, 67 is not warm enough. No, I think we're at, like, well, I think it's set to, like, 68, because that's what Chris likes, because mm-hmm. he's always warm. Yeah. Like, I don't even... Eric is too, yeah. Like, I woke up last night and he didn't even have the covers on. Yeah. And it was freezing. And yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Killian is the same way. Like, we have it so cold at night. Yeah. And he hates covers on him. It yeah. drives me crazy because I was like, you're going to, like, die in your sleep. <laughs> like, you're you going to freeze. Yeah. You're just going to freeze. And I'll, I'll cover him and he'll kick him off. <laughs> and be like, no blankets. Just <laughs> <laughs> be like, God, you're going to die. <laughs> It's just, it's gotta be just, like, a guy thing. Yeah. But they're always warm. Like, I don't know what it is. I can't handle it. But I can't, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. We, yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspets, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again. Thank you.